people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners, welcome to this week's enormous news and flashback fun. Happiest of birthdays today to Clearwater Marine Aquarium's Kamal Peterson Zadro, whom I hope has a dolphinately good day. Today is also the birthdays of Heather Cowles, Kim Kardashian, the late Princess Leia herself, A.K.K. Fisher, six years on, and the world still misses you, Kay Fisher. May the force always be with you. Your legacy will live on in Billy Lord's son, Kingston Fisher, and his uh, unborn sibling, or unborn future sibling, I should say, and Judge Judy, as well as this year's, as this show's 17-year mark. Can you, hooray! Could you believe it that long? Well, this show has changed quite a bit from the very first October 21st, 2005 show, and it spun off into my weekly flashback fun Facebook and podcast feature in 2020, as well as getting its own podcast in 2021. It still remains an informative wealth of movie and entertainment knowledge and news. In honor of this joyous occasion, I'll be doing three 2005 films and a film in honor of the late Angela Lansbury for flashback fun later on. Alas, today marks one year since that tragic, tragic shooting on the New Mexico set of Alec Baldwin's Western Russ that killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins. So sad. Russ will resume shooting next year with her widow... Matthew, as a producer, just not in New Mexico. Speaking of debuts, also celebrating debut anniversaries today are 2016's Drama Moonlight and Ouija Book of Evil, 2008 Speed Racer, which nobody speaks of, 1988's Mystic Pizza, 1983's The Dead Zone and Rumblefish, the 2020 Netflix version of Rebecca, and 2011's The Three Musketeers remake and Paranormal Activity 3. Black Adam and Ticket to Paradise are now in wide release. My Policeman is in limited theatrical release before coming to Amazon Prime Video on November 4th. Luann Hudson, soccer player Pele, Amanda Stenberg, pop singer Weird Al Yankovic, director Ang Lee, talk show, the late talk show host... Johnny Carson, actress Amelia Clark, and Ryan Reynolds all have birthdays October 23rd. Pam Delora's birthday is on October 24th, which happens to be the debut date for 2008's High School Musical Senior Year, 1978's The Wiz, 2014's St. Vincent and John Wick, and 2003's Radio and Scary Movie 3. Hope Hannafin, Hillary Clinton, country singer Keith Urban, Game show host Pat Sajak, actor Carrie Elwes, voice actor Seth MacFarlane, get to blow up birthday candles October 26th. I want to extend a huge belated congrats to my cousin Robert Leader, who proposed to his girlfriend McKenna Taylor on Wednesday, October 19th. Woohoo! Way to go! Welcome to the family, McKenna. Now I've got lots of news. Before flashback fun, I do have some sad news first. 
Carly Simon sadly bought, lost both her sisters to cancer this week. Her older sister, 82-year-old Tony-nominated composer Lucy Simon, best known for the 1991 Broadway play version of The Secret Garden, passed from breast cancer yesterday. Wednesday, her 85-year-old sister Joanna, a former opera singer, lost her fight with thyroid cancer. So sad. Just nine days after the world lost Angela Lansbury on October 11th, the murder she wrote on October 10th, the murder she wrote show lost another star. 86-year-old character actor Ron Masak, who played Sheriff Mort Metzger on the show, joins Lansbury in that TV stage in the sky Thursday of Natural Causes. Sorry, BTS fans, but the immensely popular South Korean K-pop boy band won't be returning till 2025. Billboard.com proclaimed October 19th, it's a good news, bad news scenario for ARMY. On the one hand, the members of BTS will definitely have to complete their mandatory military service. However, according to the Korean Times, RM, Jin, Sugar, J-Hope, Jimin, V, and Jungkook will be free to participate in national events for the public good, the South Korean Defense Ministry reportedly said on Tuesday, August 17th. The website stated today that hours after Jin surprised fans with news he debuted his new solo, The Astronaut, live at Coldplay's upcoming Buenos Aires show. The BTS singer delivered yet another gift for ARMY. At midnight on Friday, October 20th, Jin's three solo songs, Super Tuna, Abyss, and Tonight, became available across all streaming services via Bright Music. Wow. In better news... Alicia Keys announced late last night on Instagram that her very, very first Christmas album, Santa Baby, arrives in stores November 4th. Rejoice Percy Jackson book fans, Deadline.com reported October 18th, Percy Jackson's in the Olympians is getting a new book in the series as author Rick Riordan confirmed Percy Jackson's in the Olympians, The Chouse of the Gods. Riordan announced that the new book would go on sale September 26, 2023, nearly a decade after the release of The Blood of Olympus. Percy Jackson, Annabeth Chase, and Grover Underwood will star in a brand new adventure from Rick Riordan, read the tweet. Riordan shared the news on the website saying, not a reboot, not a reimagining, a full-blown, canical, standalone sequel starring the original trio from the Lightning Thief. The Percy Jacksons and the Olympians fantasy novel series have been a pentalogy with five books published between 2005 and 2009. The Lightning Thief, 2005. The Sea of Monsters, 2006. The Titan's Curse, 2007. The Battle of the Labyrinth, 2008. And The Last Olympian, 2009. The Chalice of the Gods will have the book's protagonists trying to get into college. After saving the world multiple times, Percy Jackson is hoping to have a normal senior year of high school, reached the description of the book on Reed Riordan. Unfortunately, the gods aren't quite done with him. 
Percy will have to fulfill a new quest in order to get the necessary letter of recommendation from Mount Olympus for his application to New Rome University. The announcement of the Chalice of the Gods comes as Disney Plus is about to release a television series based on the books. Percy Jackson's and the Olympians is expected to premiere on the streaming service in 2024. However, there were, have been two Percy Jackson movies in the past, but that has not gone over too well. First, there was Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief in 2010, and Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters in 2013, but um, less said about that, the better. Trevor, no offense, are cheering. It was reported yesterday that Daily Show host whose final episode of the comedic news show on Comedy Central airs December 8th, is going to have a third stand-up comedy special. The special is called I Wish You Would and will air sometimes on Netflix in the future. Harrison Jordan has joined the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He will be playing Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross in Marvel's Thunderbolts movie. He takes over the role from the late William Hurt, who sadly passed away earlier this year. This will be the fourth series that Ford is a part of, after Star Wars, Blade Runner, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Blade Runner, Great Scott! It was reported today that the Oliver Award-winning play version of 1985's Back to the Future will drive its DeLorean time machine to a Broadway debut in summer 2023, with a preview starting at the Winter Garden Theater. Great news, Conjuring fans! Deadline.com reported today that a fourth Conjuring film is being developed by Warner Brothers. Yay! David Leslie Johnson McGordrick, the writer of last year's third entry, the Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, will write the film. James Wan and Peter Safran, the series' longtime producers, will be back to produce round four. No deals have been made just yet for Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson to return as paranormal investigators Lorraine and Ed Warren. As for the plot, well, that is totally into the unknown. Hold on to your butts and watch... For Flying Cows, a sequel to 1996's hit Twister with Helen Hunt and the late Bill Paxton, who passed in 2017, is coming. That's right. A Twister sequel is in the works. Gizmodo broke the news October 17th, saying Deadline reports that after producer Steven Spielberg flipped out over a new script, his Amblin Entertainment is teaming up with Universal Pictures and Warren Brothers to make a sequel to the 1996 hit called Way For It, Twisters. The Twister script was written by Mark L. Smith, the Revenant Overlord, and reportedly had Tron Legacy and Top Gun's Joseph Kosinski attached direct. He had to drop out to make another movie, though, and now the studios are in the process of finding a new director. Among the names in the shortlist are praised Dan Trachenberg, Bumblebee's Travis Knight, and free solo pair Jimmy Chin and Elizabeth Chai Fasser-Helly. 
According to the trade, the plot will center on the daughter of Helen Hunt and Bill Paxson's characters from the first film, who's taking up the family business of storm chasing. The aim is for Hunt to return and reprise her role. MovieWeb.com revealed Monday, Warner Brothers Discovery wants more of Henry Cavill's Superman. So, a sequel to 2013's Man of Steel is in the pipeline, is in the works. The last time the actor donned the famous red and blue superhero costume was for 2017's Justice League. If that's not enough sequel news for you, I triple dog dare you. The trailer for HBO Max is A Christmas Story Christmas dropped Monday. The follow-up to the 1983 holiday classic stars original star Peter Billingsley as a grown-up Ralphie Parker and drops November 17th. Enchanted fans rejoice. You'll be able to see the long-awaited Disney Plus sequel to the 2007 hit Disenchanted with Amy Adams, Idina Menzel, and Patrick Dempsey slightly earlier than you thought. It sings its way to Disney Plus not on November 23rd, but five days earlier on November 18th. This is so that it does not compete with Disney's theatrical film, Strange World. I'm sorry, Tom Hanks fans. You won't be seeing the actor on screen in December unless your area gets limited releases in theaters. Tuesday, it was announced that his newest film, Sony Pictures' dramedy, A Man Called Otto, won't be opening on December 14th, when it would have been crushed like a bug against a gigantic windshield two days later by a little tiny film you might have heard about called Avatar The Way of Water. The English remake of the 2015 Swedish film A Man Called Ove will now arrive in select theaters Christmas Day before opening nationwide on January 13, 2023. On its Christmas Day release, it faces Women Talking, the Whitney Houston biopic I Want to Dance with Somebody, and Babylon, among others. If that's not enough, the big screen version of the famous kids' book, Harold and the Perfect Purple Crayon, with Zachary Levi, Zoe Deschanel, Lil Ray Howery, has been bumped up. Instead of Opening January 27, 2023, where it would have faced action thriller Plane, Distant with Anthony Ramos, and Bob Odenkirk's comedy Worlds Apart, the Columbia Picture Film will now debut June 30th, 2023. Now, there happens to be a little film opening up that day. That happens to be Indiana Jones 5, with Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Mads Mikkelsen, and more. I certainly hope Columbia Pictures knows what they're doing, putting Harold against Indy. That could be a slaughter fest. Earlier this week, it was reported that the House Party remake has been given a new date of January 13, 2023, instead of December 9th this year. Time for flashback fun. Cracking cheese grommets. One of the very first movies I talked about on midday was director Nick Park and Steve Box's stop-motion animated supernatural comedy 
Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbits, a spoof of classic monster movies st- starring the late Peter Salas, Helena Bonham Carter, and Ralph Fiennes. The October 14, 2005 film saw the big screen debut of iconic, bald, cheese-obsessed British inventor Wallace and his silent dog Gromit as pest control agents. The duo must rid their town of pesky rabbits before its annual giant vegetable competition. But they soon find themselves up against a new foe, eating the town's crops nightly. A gigantic, veggie-chowing beast, the Were-Rabbit. The film, which won the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature Film, DreamWorks' second animation second film to hop away with the award after Shrek ate up 192.6 million vegetables worldwide, get of which only 56.1 million veggies came from the states, according to Wikipedia. While the film was considered box office disappointed in the U.S. by DreamWorks Animation. It was commercially more successful internationally. In 2000, January 2022, a standalone sequel feature film was announced, which is due on release in 2024 on Netflix Worldwide. It's set for the UK, where it will premiere first on the BBC before also coming to Netflix at a later date. According to IMDb.com, director Steve Box and Nick Park referred to this as the world's first vegetarian horror film. The Were-Rabbit attacks a vegetable shop named Har- called Harvey's. Its name is taken from 1950s Harvey, the play and the James Stewart-starring film about a man who befriends an invisible six-foot-tall rabbit named Harvey. While Walking Phoenix rightfully won the 2020 Best Actor Oscar for his role as Arthur Arthur Fleck slash Joker for 2019's Joker, of which he will reprise the role for the 2024 sequel, it wasn't his first time actually in the category. His very first nomination for the category came with inviting legendary singer Johnny Cash with Walk the Line. Also starring Reese Witherspoon, who won Best Actress, Robert Patrick, and Jennifer Goodwin, the musical romantic Drama biopic sang its way to the silver screen November 18, 2005. It centered on Cash's early life, his struggle with addiction, his romance with June Carter Cash, and his rise in the country music world. It sung 187 million tunes worldwide. At the 78th Academy Award, it took home Best Actress for Witherspoon and was, like I just said, also up for Best Actor, along with Best Film Editing, Best Costume Design, and Best Sound. According to IMDb.com, Johnny Cash himself approved Joaquin Phoenix to play him in it since he liked his performance in 2000's Gladiator. And June Carter Cash also approved Reese Witherspoon for her role in the biopic. Unfortunately, June passed away right before production began, so Witherspoon had to go through her closet for inspiration. And the scene where Cash pulls the sink off the wall was totally unscripted. Phoenix really did pull it off.
Could you believe this December marks this Dece- December 9th marks not 17 years since Aslan, Peter, Susan and Edmund Peter, Susan, Edmund and Lucy Pevensey, the White Witch, Mr. Tumnus and the rest of the Narnia gang first came to the big screen with the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. Based on the 1950 novel of the same name, which was the first published uh, Narnia book, but technically the second chronological book in C.S. Lewis's fantasy Chronicles of Narnia series. The film starring William Mosley, Tilda Swinton, Anna Popewell, Scanner Keys, James McAvoy, Georgie Henley, and Jim Broadman. <laughs> doesn't actually need any little bit of recap. It made over $745 million worldwide and making it that year's third most successful film. It won the 2005 Academy Award for Best Makeup and countless other awards. Its sequels are 2008's Prince Caspian, which introduced audiences to Ben Barnes, and 2010's The Voyage of the Northern Treader, which we don't speak of. According to IMDb.com, Nicole Kidman, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Kate Winslet were all considered for the Jadis the White Witch part, which ended up going to Tilden Swinton. And since Anna Popwell is terrified of mice, her scenes with mice with the mice had to be shot using her double. Now, as promised, the last of this week's flashback fun quartet is in honor of Angela Lansbury. While the 96-year-old icon who passed October 11th was in countless films, Gaslight, Nanny McPhee, The Last Unicorn, The Animated Beauty and the Beast, National Velvet, Blue Hawaii, The Court Jester, Bad Nuts and Broomsticks, etc. It was 1962's neo-noir political thriller, The Manchurian Candidate, that first brought her to widespread acclaim. Based on Richard Condon's 1959 novel, the same name, the film, which turns 60 years old this upcoming Monday, October 24th, also stars Frank Sinatra, Henry Silva, Janet Leigh, and Lawrence Harvey, who's, and James McGregor. In it, Raymond Shaw, an American POW in the Korean War, is brainwashed as an unwitting assassin for an overseas communist plot. It made $7.7 million in theaters and is frequently called one of Lansbury's best films. It got her a third nomination for Best Supporting Actress and was up for Best Film Editing. It had a 2004 remake. According to IMDb.com, while filming the fight scene with Henry Silva, Sinatra broke the little finger of his right hand on the desk. But due to ongoing filming commitments, he couldn't bandage his hand or rest it properly, causing the injury to heal uh, not right. Unfortunately, it gave him chronic discomfort for the rest of his life. And Sinatra was actually very well behaved during filming, except, but just one 
However, just one day, he threw a tantrum, making his co-star, Lawrence Harvey, say, Oh dear, we're having our period, aren't we? And his first choice for the role of Miss Eleanor Shaw, Iceland, happened to be Lucille Ball. That's all for this week's news and flashback fun, folks. So until we meet again, stay safe, watch lots of movies, and try to get to the theaters if you can. Bye now.